cold open of this is just going to be something that I've recorded without you guys knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Robert's just been inserting his own little monologues as the cold open. (laughs) (laughs) She's a coucher! What's up with that? (laughs) Robert inserting his own, like, type 5 (laughs) as the cold open. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be just random snippets of our life that I recorded in audio oh, that you yeah, were unaware go. that I was recording. No, Uh-oh. I'll just just use the sleep talking bits that I send every once in a while. <laughs> That's here. actually kind of funny. <laughs> Good evening, goals. Good evening, goals. What it is, what it do. <laughs> My name is Alec. And uh, you know the spiel, or maybe you don't know the spiel because there's some new ghoulies I've, I've been told around. Um, My name is Alec, if you don't already know that, in my mid-twenties, I discovered that I hadn't seen or read shit. I, like, was totally media illiterate. So to get caught up, I joined the Undead Poets Society, ruled by Robert. Hey. And Becca. Hi. So if you haven't read or watched today's subject, go do your homework, uh, like, just if you want to avoid spoilers, or if you want to see if you agree or disagree with, like, our, our takes or whatever. Um, and when we're done with the episode, our spiel is that we're going to write poem, like poems about it. We're, we're little undead poets. We're going to resurrect the dead experiences into poetry. And today we're talking about a movie that slaps way harder than I assumed it would. And that is Jim Carrey's magnum opus, <laughs> The Truman Show. So good. So it's good. Such a formative movie for me. And I said this a lot while we were watching it last night, but obviously um, we weren't here. But um, I... Damn, that's fucking deep. We weren't here. Damn. We weren't here. Fuck but I, I loved this movie as a child and like watched it every couple years for like my whole life. And every time I watch it, I'm like at a different stage in my life that like it makes a different kind of sense to me. Mm. And I thought that after the last time I watched it, I wouldn't like notice anything new or feel anything new. And I was super wrong because I feel like this time was more revelatory for me than any other time that I watched this film. What's and I the, just, what's I don't the know. big revelation then? Like what's, what's changed? Well, there's a lot. Um, I don't know. I think I just thought critically about it this time and Every other time I've watched it, I've mostly just watched it for fun. I mean, like, the first time you watch it, you don't really know what to expect. And it feels really weird. It feels mm. really strange. Um, because, like, I don't know. It's not what you're expecting. Especially if you have grown up watching Jim Carrey movies where he's Jim Carrey and, like... Goofy as fuck, <laughs> yeah. Goofy and weird and it's a comedy truman show the truman show isn't necessarily a comedy but it's like it's comedic but not it's comedic but it's not like i mean jim carrey gets to be jim carrey in some parts but it's not like the main focus of the movie and it also serves Um, his character really well yeah it does like that's i feel like that's what a like a person sorry to interrupt no like someone who's like actively going crazy would act you know what i mean because like which is a big deal yeah yeah he's like he's like usually feels like a realistic in like inappropriate situations whereas like in the situation in which he finds himself you have every right to act like a goddamn lunatic yeah well and i think another thing like he doesn't only do weird stuff when he's going crazy i guess when he's like figuring out what's going on Mm. but he also like like i mean he 
we start the movie and he's like having that conversation with himself in the bathroom mirror, um, which is another like one thing that I wanted to talk about kind of, um, I guess we can just go right in. Well, we have to do a summary first, but. Oh, we do have to do a summary. You you go ahead and do it because you've seen it the most. Yeah. So basically, um, we start in and it starts off so fast, which every time I watch it, I forget how fast it starts. Um, we start off with Truman Berkman, I believe is his last name. Um, it's and not, he I, lives... What is it? It's not Berkman, but I can't remember exactly what it it's is now. with a B. It is a B. I can't it, remember. There's a B and a K in there. Anyway, yeah. Truman, played by Jim Carrey, um, is basically we... No, we start... It starts with the people... Oh yeah, it's the, like, interviews yeah, the interviews with the people with, with the actors. Yeah, the the interviews with the cast um who uh, they're basically being asked like so what's it like to be in the Truman show? Like how has this affected your life? Like you don't have a life. This is your life. And um then we see Truman through a camera in the bathroom mirror um just like having a little morning imagination like self-talk conversation yeah and basically he he's just going he's got a normal life he's a normal guy except there's like things that are off um like everything has a a bulbous camera on it (laughs) so funny (laughs) and we get shots throughout the film that are um like obviously from those cameras like from a pin on someone's vest or from a necklace or like his perspective yeah and um He's getting in his car to go to his normal job and his normal life and something falls from the sky and shatters in the street behind him. And we as the audience know it to be um, a light like a uh, used on a, a like a film set and it has the name of a star on it. So it's like supposed to be that star up in the, the vast sky <laughs> and um, he drives to work has a conversation with the radio, um, which as Truman it has lived his whole life doing, like doesn't realize that, that normally it doesn't sync up that well, but he was the audience are so, like, that's hilarious. And um, basically just going throughout his life um, and there's like ads placed everywhere <laughs> and... Um, he buys a magazine, like a fashion magazine and a newspaper, fl- claims the, the fashion magazine is for his wife, but we later find out that he's using the faces of the models in the magazine to build a collage of another face. Um, and we get flashbacks throughout, basically, um, of Truman's life. And then um, also that, like... Like of of all the times when he kind of was going places he shouldn't and um, things were being unveiled to him. We find out that that Truman has been on a TV set unbeknownst to him his entire life, um, which is basically the conceit of the film. Um, So Truman is the only one who's not in on it. And everybody else in his entire life, in his entire city, in his entire world is an actor placed there for his own benefit just to basically watch him in this 
this human experience without him knowing completely like untouched from any knowledge that he is being observed um and he slowly starts to find this out it starts kind of with um his father who died at sea um which we later find out was uh a way that the directors got him got Truman to like basically get triggered by water and by leaving the island that he lives on because they placed him on an island so make him scared of water he's never gonna leave um so you don't have to worry about him trying to travel outside of this giant movie set and um his father comes back like he sees him on the street and he starts noticing coincidences like the um radio glitches and he starts hearing like the the mics from the staff and like the the crew narrating his life um people start moving in directions like that don't make sense unless it was like to direct him a certain way um he starts basically just figuring it out and we learn that through a flashback that um his father coming back wasn't the first seed but the first seed was um a background character in college who um basically was she was on set to her goal was to tell truman that he was on tv and that he was basically the butt of this in giant like insanely giant joke the whole world is in on the entire planet is in on and he's the only person that doesn't know and um she manages to get him alone and away from the crew for just a moment and kind of plant this idea that he is being watched and it's all for him and that it's not real um and we learn that that's the face that he's putting together in the pictures in the, like with the supermodels and the collage um, and he just tries to get away and he tries to leave the island no matter what he tries all these different things like trying to get a flight trying to um drive away until like everything goes just gets crazier and crazier until um it's just so obvious to him that like this is all fake and he kind of has a breakdown doesn't really attempt to murder his wife but kind of does because she tries she gets scared <laughs> and outs to him that like he is on set in a way um so then he decides he he tricks the director everyone the audience by like facing the cam for like facing himself away from the cameras in such a way that he's able to sneak away off the cameras and um escape onto a boat he overcomes his fear gets on a boat and tries to sail away um the director puts him through a giant storm almost kills him but he makes it to the literal edge of the world and um runs into the the edge of the set on his boat and um has a conversation with his god who's the director 
Kristoff and um, it's just such an iconic scene where he walks up the stairs and leaves the set and that's it basically that's the last shot we get of Truman and then we get all these people from around the world that are watching just like celebrating for him and we get the woman Sylvie who was uh, the one who basically convinced him in the first place that he was on a show um, running to meet him. And then the audience watching is like, all right, well, let's see what else is on. (laughs) That's how it ends. So um, one of my very favorite movies in the world. I love it. Sorry, that was a really long summary, but I feel like (laughs) I feel like it's important. I don't know. The details. I, <clears throat> I had seen parts of this movie as a child. My parents would sometimes watch things like just like put them on in the living room and watch them. And we as kids would just kind of like filter in and out as it as it as we saw fit. Um, so I had seen specific parts of like specifically where he uses the soap to like make a little like astronaut uh, like helmet around himself. Um, I really distinctly remember seeing that part for some reason. Uh, I didn't really understand what was going on, though. And if movies at that point in time weren't specifically marketed to me as a child, I didn't really give a fuck about them. Um, so I had I had heard the name. I knew Jim Carrey was in it and I had seen certain parts of it. But it wasn't until I was probably like in high school, honestly, that I understood what the premise was, that he's the star of a worldwide TV show and everybody knows it but him, which like god damn if i can come up with an original premise like that i would actually hmm i wonder if that is an original premise or if it's just the, the one that did it the best one. and the yeah. most well remembered you know maybe I'd be shocked, maybe there's honestly, a novel if, or something i would be shocked if the twilight zone didn't do something like this yeah i could see that i could see but i could it, see a really solid twilight episode being but it's it would be a different tone though is is the important thing it would be much yeah. a much more serious like and that's the thing is I'm tone. glad I'm glad to have seen it now as an adult because the tone more than like as 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 cool it's a tight as the rope. premise is it's a tightrope it's, it's it's crazy how well like because I don't like early we were like is it, like it's not a comedy but it is a comedy but it's kind of not a com- I don't know it's it's definitely funny but it's not um, it plays the joke straight almost you know what I mean like there's no it's I, very I, I don't. It's very similar, I think, to a conversation that we had recently about the movie Megan, where I, it's not the it's not the same kind of humor, but I think it's a, a very similar execution where everything is played very straight, and because yeah. it's played straight, it's funny. Like th- it's funny because of the things that are around it and the cultural like awareness that we have. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's it's what makes like- it funny. Because, like, the movie does have an internal logic. Like, the internal logic to us is silly. Like, how could you not see all of these cameras? Or how could you not realize earlier that you're on a movie set or whatever? Um, but, like, it but it establishes, like, certain rules and it doesn't violate them, you know? Uh, like, like, there's no, I don't know. Like, there's, there's no point at which, like, Jim Carrey looks at the screen and does, like, a fourth wall break. Like, are you kidding me? Like, are you seeing this? You know what I mean? Like, um, or... And and also just like the the lack of slapstick in general, I I appreciate. I'm not a huge I'm not a slapstick, slapstick guy. guy. I'm I, I I prefer like concept comedy. I guess if I like I, I'm not a comedy aficionado, so I don't know the right words and shit. Um, but like the it, it's not so much that the jokes 
were jokes, they were funny in context because of the premise. You know what I mean? Like, they're made funny by the things that are going on around him. Like, the fucking product placement is so goddamn funny. Like, (laughs) Like, calling it a joke is almost, like, not correct, like, Mm -hmm. terminology. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't know what the word is that I'm searching for, but joke almost belittles it. It's like a bit. Yeah, that they commit yeah. to, but yeah, it, it's hard to describe, which is yeah, why I think it's hard. And they do really commit to the bit, which I feel yeah. like because because if you see it, like if you if you watch like a like a Paul Blart or um or 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 a Will Ferrell movie, right, like Anchorman or like Blades of Glory or something like that, they're funny and there's jokes that are going on throughout, or like or uh I don't know like hot rod uh with andy sandberg right um they're 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 jokes and they're funny and they're going throughout but they don't commit to the same bit through an entire movie it's a bunch of different bits and like whether or not you're committing to it like goes back and forth you know whereas this one like it's there's a specific bit and they commit to it throughout the entire movie you stay in that bit you know like it the internal logic stays consistent the internal motivation of the characters is never unclear um, and the bit itself is funny, but they're not like breaking from it in order to like highlight the joke or highlight the comedy. You know what I'm saying? In, yeah. in ways that like like this movie, although it made me laugh as much as I don't know, like I don't know if the audience are big Will Ferrell guys or anything, but like it 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 made me it felt as funny as a straight comedy, like like a like a just a out and out comedy like Anchorman or something, but it felt distinctly different. Like there's a different, like, and I think it's the committing to a single bit that runs throughout the entire movie and obeying the internal logic of that bit all the way through that makes it different. And well, and not only that, but like the bit was also thematic, you know what I mean? Like it, like, so, so it had, it had like an extra layer of like interest because like, Yes, it was really funny that they were doing these product placements, but it's also a commentary on the shit that we watch all the time with all these product. But yeah. pl- you, you know what I mean. And I think that that's honestly gotten worse. I don't know. Maybe 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 hasn't gotten worse. Maybe I've just pay more attention. But it feels like it's been getting worse and worse. You know what I mean? Like some of the things that they do in this, like Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah, or like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like like some of these Marvel movies will have like very clear like okay, Doritos paid for that ad for the yeah. to have like Thor eat a bag of Doritos. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's in yeah. I don't know. I f- I feel like it was very funny, but also that humor served the story and what like the the themes of the story as well yeah like the absurdity of it you know what i mean yeah like specifically the bit with the like she comes home with like the combination uh cutter skinner grater peeler you know what i mean and then peeler yeah (laughs) and then he like he threatened or she threatens him with it later and he's like so what is it gonna be huh are you gonna dice me cut me or peel me (laughs) like i don't know i just it's uh yeah yeah. And I, I love you mentioned it already like about the product placement and like the cameras and everything like the fact that he doesn't catch it on catch on to it like how would he know though? Like how, how would you that's know? something that like I love that like they never I mean they they do say it kind of um at one point the director says it like how would he how would he even know that that's something to look for i say he kind of says it. he literally like it's a monologue that he has is like how would you know to see something Mm. if you were taught like 
that it didn't matter, you know? Yeah. And I think that's like a huge commentary in this movie. Like how are you to believe something that has just either been so normalized to you or just has never been mentioned? Like what did they teach? He was probably never curious about the cameras because that was just a part of his world. And you see them in every shot. Like (laughs) there's one everywhere, everywhere you look, there's like a big huge camera but he it's just part of his world and like the the fact that there's like the ads everywhere that they're pushing him around on those ads um he never thinks twice about it and a big one like the radio and the way that people move it's all for him and he doesn't even think twice about it like the fact that everything revolves around him because it always has him like it's it's never been different how would he know what's different and I guess that's a commentary not only on like what our society is like feeding us but also like I don't know if it's like defending the fact that like people will become what they're taught to become and it's not necessarily their fault I don't know that's kind of what it made me think of was like um I've been reading a book recently, a series of books that kind of talks about that, that touches on that. And there's a quote in there. I'm going to, it's, I'm just basically paraphrasing it, but it's like, um, if you're like high born, how will you know to like treat, not necessarily treat people a certain way, like with kindness, but like know the rituals and like the, the right things to do for people who aren't in your class, how will you know to do that if you've never been taught to do it? And I feel like that's kind of what this is saying, but not in like a defensive, like prejudices good way. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's kind of how I read it this time. That's one of the big things that I feel like I took from it this time. Another thing that I feel like made it feel really different for me is with the other movies that I've been comparing it to, like if you talk like, I don't know, Anchorman or Paul Blart or whatever, I feel like when those movies end, it's almost because like they've run out of funny things to say or do. Um, and or, or like you get to the end of the movie and it's like, okay, like people aren't going to want to sit through this longer than they already have, you know? Like there's only so like long people will sit through a comedy movie. Whereas the very end of this movie is like low-key a little bit like, like, thematically and visually profound like the 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 specifically the scenes with jim carrey uh with the staircase like going up into the the painted sky you know what i mean and and like his his conversation with directors christoph slash god like it like just like both like both the shot and the fact that it's obviously trying to make a point i feel like separate it from the movies that i've been referencing in comparison to it yeah and like, I don't, I don't want to like uh, discount the filmmaking because, like, like the actual cinematography of it. You know what I mean? Like, because it's a great concept. It's a very like high concept type thing. Um, but the actual cinematography, for the most part, wasn't like anything special. But there was every now and then, especially the mirror shots where like he's looking into the mirror, which is actually a camera, but he's also looking at you, and you're mm. you're kind of looking through a a mirror as well. You know what I mean? So like, it's very like self-reflective, like this, this is you, this could be you like, you know what I mean? And then that shot at the end, when he's on the edge of the world, walking up that staircase with the like painted sky, 
Into a completely just, dark door. Yeah, yeah. Just just good. It's just good cinema. You know what I mean? Like, s- simple and striking and just so thematically unique. profound. Very unique. I'm shocked that I, I, I said this as we were watching this. Like, how have I never seen this shot before? Like, how, cause I don't I, know. You know because you know, like, I a million like, compilations <laughs> and stuff. Like, how have I never seen this shot before? Because I feel like I would remember it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just like the the filmmaking was really cool in that like because you've got this world full of cameras, using those camera angles that like people would be seeing on their television is just like it's just smart and funny and thematic. Like it just everything about this movie was a tightrope that like I could see people like it, it, it if it was a different team of people putting this together, I could see it being not a great movie or being cheesy a or schlocky. Yeah. yeah, like a fun, a fun premise that just like was ex- executed well. But they, they, the tone was absolutely perfect. They nailed it. And Alec said, or you both said something last night when we finished the movie. You said that it was like criminally under underrated. And at the time, I like kind of contested that. I was like, I don't think it's underrated not that I don't think it's a great movie I think that people talk about it a lot but um after like thinking about it all day today I was like you know people do talk about it a lot but nobody talks about like I don't know maybe they did in the 90s but nobody talks about like the like utter cultural significance it had as well as like like you said, the cinematography, like the, the thing that I see talked about most is that last shot with the stairs, but I don't see it everywhere. You know, like when I see it, I know what it is, but it's like, it's not as in your face as I think a lot of media that I feel like is on the same level is, if that makes sense. People, it feels like people talk about it like it was a, 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 f- a funny movie with a like a funny concept, and mm-hmm. like it, it the, the concept of it is the thing that is stuck in the cultural like mm-hmm. mindset. You know what I mean? Because like everyone's like, oh, it's like the Truman Show. Oh, it's like the Truman Show. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. Like I, f- I feel like a lot of the other great things because it is a great concept. It is an amazing concept. It's very, it's 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 kind of like its own like subgenre mm-hmm. of. You know what I mean? Like the the like person being observed and they don't know it, like mm-hmm. subgenre, and that's the thing that has survived about this movie. And the thing that I think is criminally underrated is just like how profound a movie this was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even now, and I would say especially now, this movie deserves way more hype than I feel like it gets for like what it was saying, rather than just the premise alone. You know what I mean? And that's well, evidenced by the fact that what it said has become more r- rather than like less relevant, yep, you know, like yep, yep, as, yep. as a, as a critique of our media culture in general, because like, like we were, like we were watching it yesterday and I was talking about how people Truman show themselves now, like streamers do <laughs> subathons <laughs> what are we where they literally right like every time somebody subs, I'll I, like, or like follows me. I don't know how Twitch works. I'm not a Twitch guy, but like every time they get a new person, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll, I'll add five minutes to the, to the marathon and end up 
like just living their lives on recording for like fucking five days. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. movement, every action where like but you make your sleeping, you turn yourself into the product willingly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you Truman well, show yourself on purpose. Like it's, I don't know. It's bonkers. That's the part where I think the whole idea of the social experiment becomes like, like that's where it becomes an actual premise is because like you have all these people nowadays like, and I mean, people were doing this, not obviously to the extent that we are seeing it now. I mean, like television was out and people were kind of doing this sort of thing on television at the time. But um, like the appeal of the Truman Show was that he was in the purest form. He was being observed in the purest form. Like he had no idea. Like I wrote it down. I said... um, the idea of observing someone, I can't even read this, uh, who has no idea you're there. Like, and when I say no idea, I mean, literally from his conception, mm. he had no, like, he was being watched and mm. by billions of people and no one knew or like no one told, like, he didn't know. And it's weird um, too. It's sorry. like the... It's just that like distilled it, and it's so eerie too. like that distilled pure observance of a human being in that like social like uh, social experimental way. And the fact that it was like a perfect world as seen by the direct by the director, which I think it's interesting. I feel like we learn more about the director through Truman show through the Truman show than we do about Truman. Um, because I mean, he says at one point, like you can't see what's in my head, but we can see everything that's in the director's head from how he treats Truman from how he, he like angles his emotions, um, to, the fact that the world, like Alec pointed out when we were watching, is set in like this like weird 50s vibe. Like the world is in the 80s, mm. 90s, but the set of the Truman Show is like... This it 50s has Americana modern, thing, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, it's still modern, but it's got like very distinct 50s, 50s vibes, which I think is really like telling of the director in the fact that like that was his ideal and that's the the world that Truman lives in is an ideal to Kristoff it's the utopia of his of his imagination and it's really interesting the way that he um like basically displays his own psyche even though we're watching Truman in the purest form that we possibly could watch a human we aren't getting as much about his psyche as we are the director um. and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like when you're like you, like you use the term like pure observance and for me the word that left out was like voyeurism you know what i mean like it like it feels voyeuristic like yeah. as you're like watching his life in the most intimate moments that you possibly could um and without his awareness it's like you're like when you're watching his life through all of these cameras it's like you're peeking through a keyhole that he doesn't know is there mm-hmm. And what's what's strange is that like even in the context of this movie, like we like we can look at like the old ladies or the weird guy in the bathtub or the bar as like, ew, like you guys are gross. Like why 
why would you like this? Why would you be into this? But also you're watching, you know, like, like you're like, it it makes you complicit in a way. Mm -hmm. And what's, and like, obviously when we, when we watch, I don't know, a Tom Cruise movie or whatever, um, Tom Cruise is aware that he's an actor in a movie, but the effect is not all that different. Like the audience Mm -hmm. in a way is voyeurs into lives of like fictional people, you know what I mean? Like consensually, like, like consensual actors portraying fictional people, but the effect is somewhat similar that like, like, like you have this suspension of disbelief and you feel like the actors are real people Mm-hmm. And they don't know you, the audience are there, unless it's some like fucking Deadpool thing where they like address the fourth wall. But like the like at, like your favorite movie, you're a voyeur, you know, like you're you're there and they don't know that you're there and you see them in their most intimate moments and you don't have to give them anything in return. It's a one way parasocial relationship in that way, which is kind of weird and icky and made me think of, I don't know, movies and media in a weird way. And also uh parallel but like not the same thought i really thought that this story was interesting in that it's almost kind of a reverse mystery because like what you were saying earlier becca is Mm -hmm. that you know what's going on immediately like they Mm -hmm. they open on interviews of the cast so like there's never i don't know if i feel like if i had been given this premise i would have tried to have made it a mystery element and and held back the information that he was on a movie set um and had the audience learn it in real time with Jim Carrey's character. But That's... the interesting thing is just like inside the movie, like like his character really is the only person that's not in on it. Mm-hmm. We know exactly. what's going on from the jump. And the it's this reverse mystery where he's figuring out what's happened or what's happening. And we know, but he doesn't. And it's like, exactly. it's it's strange in that way. That's the Twilight Zone version of this movie, mm-hmm. I think, is, is the, the, yeah. the mystery. Yeah, you figure it out with them. Um, I... Yeah. I think that it, the best way it works is the way that they did it, you know, um, Agreed. because of what you just said. With the Alec, tone they're that, going for, for sure. The fact that he really is the only person that doesn't know, like you from the get go are in on it. And um, like, I feel like that, that just makes sense to me. And um, something that I also thought about a lot on this, um, this time through, I didn't, I don't know, every other time that I've watched this movie, there were a lot of like little revelations that I had um, or things that I remembered from the first time I watched it. Like um, the very first time I watched it when he was like ripping out the the women's features from the magazines and like making the collage, which <laughs> I didn't notice ever was like in the back of the picture of his wife. <laughs> yeah. Which is just so ironic. But I thought that he was looking for her in the magazines. Like, I thought that he, I don't know why, but, like, in my mind, that was, that was canon for, like, the first three times I watched this movie, was that he was looking for her because she was going to, he was going to find her in the magazines. And I don't know why I thought that, but that was how I read it the first several times I watched this movie. Um but specifically this time, the one I thought the most about was the fact that the audience was watching the whole time. Like, of course, they're rooting for Truman, but the like, I didn't realize this time going through that they like didn't really have anything to gain from him realizing he was on a show. Um, Like everybody, like the show would end if he found out and they kind of like, 
in a way didn't want him to find out for the first for the most part of the movie like they're they're just watching and they're happy that it's that it's going on you know but then by the end they're rooting for him to get out they're like so happy when he leaves when he steps away and they end the transmission like I don't know why this time it just was so poignant to me that like all of these people kind of like go through his experience with him because while they all know that he's being watched obviously and he doesn't know it um we like we're getting it we're getting it from like two perspectives really like we have Truman's perspective and then we have the audience who is there watching it the whole time and have like nothing to benefit from him leaving because then the thing that they're obsessed with ends but then they they are simultaneously like rooting for him to get out and be free and end their show end their obsession and I don't know it really stuck out to me this time that the like the the importance that the audience plays in this movie yeah it was one of those things where it's like they kind of they're definitely the surrogates, which is funny because usually the audience surrogate isn't actually literally an audience member. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. So it was that's kind of funny to me that like the audience was literally us, the audience. The everyman is literally a bunch of men and women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, and if we're talking merch, dude, I know that like a big part of this is just like a a critique on invasive capitalism in the mark and like the exploitation of experience into marketing but if i'm going to disregard all of those lessons entirely and keep on doing exactly what i'm doing uh, i want two pieces of merch i want a how will it end button and i want a a a poster of him on the staircase and the thing is if if i can make this poster like if i'm if i'm going to like a custom site or something i don't know where to put him you know what i mean like do i put him at the bottom of the staircase in the middle climbing up him facing us at the door or facing the door and we see his back, you know, him bowing. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a, like I, I refer to it earlier as like a great shot. Um, but it, it's a sequence of stuff and he hangs out there for a good amount of time, you know? Um, yeah, I feel like that'd be a really cool poster and I want yeah. it now. I think a, a cool tattoo would be Ooh, this, yeah. the, the, the spaceman that he draws on the mirror. Cause it's kind of, it's, it's like a subtle, like thing you know what i mean that like it's still kind of cool and stylized but everyone who's seen it knows what it is you yeah. know yeah great movie um slapped way harder than i thought it was gonna yeah I, here's the thing i i don't want to say i have a thing against jim carrey but like <laughs> i don't like his movies in general like i even the ones that people like like the grinch i just it's too much for me it's just too much for me and the first movie that turned it around for me was obviously is Turtle Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's like one of his, like the, the like dramatic role for Carrie, you know what I mean? And that movie was really, really good. And I can't wait for, to someday talk about it on the podcast, but this one was so good. It was so, so like, I think his performance, his performance was just as good to this in this one as in my opinion, in different ways. Hmm. Anyone else have anything else to, that we want to talk about? Um, I've talked a lot. 
but I really love this movie and I'm so glad <laughs> you guys finally watched it because it's been like three years, four years that I've been like, we got to watch this movie. <laughs> and We finally watched it. We have Go to watch, watch it for content, Becca. Ooh, that's a big, big the moral oof. of the story. It's, you know, it is big, big oof. oof. I just realized big oof. our blurb begins with good evening ghouls. However, it could have been good morning ghouls. And in case we don't see you, uh, good, afternoon, good afternoon, good evening, and good, evening, and good, and good night. night. Well, that could that's be a, how we end it. That's a huge wh- like whiff. <laughs> we could do that, that when we end it. Good night, ghouls. And in case we don't see you, good morning, <laughs> good afternoon, and good evening. <laughs> <laughs> damn, that would have been the perfect cold open, too. I'm fucking Yeah, it would have been. Damn. Oh, well. Hopefully um, we'll be real podcasters one day. You guys well, want to write can, some goddamn poems? We Let's can edit poems. that part out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, act, like we, act like we knew the whole time. I'll splice it together and put it at the beginning anyways. There's no, <laughs> there's no rules telling me I can't do that. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors over who goes first. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors. What do you got? You have to be honest because we're on the Discord. We'll say it at we the same time. can't see each other. Okay, ready? One, two, three, paper. paper. Scissors. You son of a bitch. Let's go. You piece of shit. Let's go. W, W. However, the only issue is that when we started this game, we didn't determine if uh, losing meant going first or going last. <laughs> I mean, you and so I I'll both said paper, so Robert has to go first. <laughs> okay. Circle my face with a spacesuit and tell me good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Normally, a six-pack and an earpiece with a direct line to God is enough. But sometimes, climbing aboard the SS Trauma and sailing to a staircase in the sea is the only way to turn off the TV, or at least change the channel. Oh, I like that last little little duplet or whatever the fuck. That's nice. I like that. Did you say duplet? I'll kick you, I swear to God. Do it, homie. <laughs> duplet looking I'm, I'm just ass. Gonna, I'm just going to insert Alex saying duplet like a million times. <laughs> duplet, 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 duplet. That's, we should make merch and it's well, I'm just I'm sorry, a, I'm not an English major. I don't know about the hemi, demi, semi, comma. <laughs> I'm going to fuck. Just a shirt that says duplet on it. <laughs> That's about to change my your name in my phone to duplet. Duplet. <laughs> I'm gonna make Becca go last so that she'll feel pressured Kim to be is good. No more. It's duplet from now on. Hey everyone, uh, Becca tripped and ate fucking shit I today did. on her way to work. <laughs> oh, it was just awful. crossing the street, and everybody looked at her. Just, just be aware. And I I've feel like a... telling you because I'm retaliating. My I've glasses got a clip... flew a good three feet. I've got a clip of Becca saying the N-word on my phone that I can drop at any time. (laughs) At any moment. You should clarify. I didn't actually say. Nope. I'm not clarifying shit. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to say that you just used the euphemism. We're going to imply you said the actual word. Okay. And if you you subscribe to our Patreon at the $60 tier, (laughs) I will send you the audio file. Whoever whoever it's becomes our first patron can get the audio file of Becca <laughs> and me. I'll I'll throw my duplet uh, audio <laughs> file in there just for just to lubricate the wheels. Okay, so my poet poem: See me in my secret places, in the lover size between my sheets, on the tall places where I feel tempted to jump, and in the mornings while I brush my teeth backwards. Take me, tear me, view me, rip me, lay me bare, whether I like it or not. 
it's a one-way street, darling, a slippery slope all the way to Mardi Gras. Once you're at the bottom, you can start the climb, sail a pleasure craft to the edge of the known universe, and climb a set of airbrushed stairs to the heavens where a rectangle unknown awaits. Good night, nobody. Never let me be a somebody. And to everybody, a good afternoon, a good evening, and a good night. Ooh, I liked it. Twice. I love it. I love it. It was good, though. Thanks. Good shit, good shit. Becca's about to go on her English major tism word territory. Oh, he said good night. All right, Becca. Hey. Tell us your duplet. I'm proud of you for remembering the word territory. (laughs) I swear to God, you will not make me an English major. Probably because I did it first semester. I'll never do it again. (laughs) Okay. Um, Diagram a sentence looking at. What falling star will send me spiraling out of my mind and into a world built for the man they want me to become? What end, What undead memory will someday trigger the change, the shift, the switch to inevitable consumption? With a patchwork of people, with the lies of all my loved ones, I'll fly. I'll face the moon with her millions, her 5,000 watching eyes, and face their truth. And at the edge of it all, I'll climb the stairs to heaven just to slight God. Mm-hmm. I mm. like the moon part specifically. That was really good. Yeah, we didn't talk about the moon, but that, yeah. Fun. Well, cool. I, I say well, cool at the end of every episode, by well, the way. Cool. And, I, <laughs> and I fucking cringe every time I'm editing the episode. Well, cool. <laughs> well, cool. Well, cool. I say in the same exact way, too. I'm just going to start editing it out, but I've acknowledged <laughs> it, was... it now. <laughs> It was so if, if first patron, uh, you can get a video or audio file of uh, me saying the word duplet, Robert saying "well, cool," and uh, Becca <laughs> using the euphemism "the N word." We'll we'll try and get Chase, I guess, to uh, cook up a beat. Cook up a beat it, with those with, specific with, phrases. with those three sound bites and see what he can come <laughs> up with. So, <laughs> well, it was a good movie. It was a great movie. You could tell it was a good movie because it inspired poems that were good. Or at least yeah. above average for everyone, I think. I think they were all really good tonight, honestly. I don't know. I, I thought mine was good. okay. But... I really liked the moon thing. Like the, like the moon with her 5,000 eyes. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was pretty ballin'. It's a good image. There are 5,000 cameras. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's nice. good. Well, normally we say uh, we have a little phrase, ghouls. And it goes like, uh, I don't know, cut this part out. (laughs) How do I do it? (laughs) How do we do the thing? Somebody do the thing. All right, ghouls. Uh, In case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Good night. Good night, ghouls.